Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm your host, Kirsty, and today I have a very exciting guest. I personally know her from guest starring on Bitch Sesh in all her hilarity and from Ms. Fleming and Heathers, which is, if you haven't seen season one, it's this kind of dark, twisted comedy, high school comedy um, based off the play Heathers. It is fucking phenomenal. It's one of my favorite shows at the moment. And uh, Deanna Chang is one of the teachers in it. And I just want to say welcome and thank you so much for doing this. It is an honor. Oh my God. Thank you, Chrissy, for having me. This is so much fun. I, was, oh. was Heather's in Australia? I believe it was, right? I'm, I, I, it did come to Australia um, in some form or another. I must some. admit, I'm quite sure my brother scammed the system somehow and gave it to me. He discovered it first and said, Chrissy, you're going to love this. So yeah, I got on because I found it similar in essence and feel to scream queens which I loved so yeah I he kind of was he knew I'd love that so he got me on board with Heather's and we'd already seen the stage production which had made it to Australia so I was I was all in from the jump I love that shout out to your brother because it was not (laughs) easy to get your eyes on this goddamn show so I appreciate using whatever means necessary to get at it so big thank you to your brother shout out to ben thank you ben god bless and i saw that you're also well you're co-created um this new project well new ish now called unsend but i it's new to my eyes with matt mcconkey who we know and love and paul shia um and this is stories from comedians generally, isn't it? I've sent like te- those regret texts and emails that we have all sent and it is just so cringe that it's all, it's my, like so in my, my wheelhouse of the comedy I love. Like I love anything that kind of just makes my skin crawl. I'm like, ah, <laughs> this oh is my it. God. Yeah, we, um, we've had a couple different, we've had, we've gone through a journey. We started out as a live stage show and then we did the cringy people talking about the time they've sent something out to the universe that they immediately regretted and we've all done it and it's horrifying. You know, I did mine. It all came from the idea of when I sent Danielle Schneider, host of Bitch Sash, before we were friends, I had sent her um, truly a horrifying email. And I asked her, she had had a show on Hulu called Hot Wives. Yes, um, I know and love. Orlando, I believe. And um, I, before the day it was announced, like publicly, I just hit her with the most humiliating email. The subject line was bold on a Monday, and it was. And I just, I, I called her Daniel instead of Daniel. Okay. I begged to be on the show and was pitching ideas of the type of cast member I could be. Um, I had the name of the show wrong. I was using the weirdest slang. I was like, I know all the comedy bees in LA are going to hit you up. So I'm going to just follow suit. Like, Oh my God. So that horrifying email, which I screen grabbed and sent to Matt McConkie and he nearly passed out. How 
this show started. And now we have it on, if you go to like comedycentral.com, their short form content or on YouTube, uh, our hosts are Joel Kim Booster and Patty Harrison. This and fabulous. kind of like, oh, they're the best. They're sick, amazing, twisted brain cells are just amazing. <laughs> And uh, we kind of comb through the internet and find all the things that are question marks, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I, I, what was the outcome of that email? I mean, I've had my own experience of this where, and I know what you mean about slang. It's like when you know you're sending a really big email, you want to sound kind of chill, but you're also really <laughs> freaking the fuck out. You start using terms that you've never used in your life. And I think I used like, like fuck nugget or something in a work email once. I'm like, I have never said that before. And I've never said it again. And I've certainly never written it down. Why would I send that to my boss? (laughs) Yeah, these are the things, you know, um, Right. I think when you're, I think just rule of basic thumb, whenever you're trying to act chill, it's going to go sideways, you know? Things take a turn. take a a real sharp turn. Well, I mean, it obviously paid off for you because you and Danielle are cool now. We definitely are. It sounds cool on air. Yeah. Oh, I love her beyond. But I knew her through people before. Um, the, the outcome of the email is that she never responded. <laughs> Brilliant. Truly really the most gracious thing she could have done. What a woman. <laughs> what a gal. Um, she, yeah. I did like print out the email and bring it to, I think one of the first bitch sesh episodes I had done. And she claimed to have never had seen it. And I do think like she probably opened it up and saw it was, addressed to Daniel and just thought, oh, this, this isn't for me. I mean, that's the best possible outcome is yeah. that she didn't get it. That really is. <laughs> or she's just being extremely kind. Either way, I appreciate it. Exactly. Yeah. We, this can go down in history as, as being erased from time itself. Right. I think right. that is truly the best outcome. <laughs> but of all the things that you have done and you really have quite an amazing um, comedy acting and writing career behind you. I mean, the most important of all is that you are, of course, a Housewives super fan, and we thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> it has been such a fun, you know, time. It's what? just so good to have all of us together enjoying it, you know? It's so joyful, isn't it? It's just like, I mean, as rough as the shows get, and we saw some darkness mm-hmm. tonight in New York. I mean, it's just such silliness and it, it's it's just so nice to, like, that's one of the biggest reasons I started this podcast is just so I can gossip about my friends with people on the internet. <laughs> and it's like, brings so much joy to my little vapid existence and I love it. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, it's it's such a funny thing that's happened. I just truly enjoy them so much and yeah it's so much fun people's work on that twitter with their memes and their comments it's just a blast you know that what else it's just a good time it's a good time i mean let's get into it let's attack that 
that is a real housewives of New York because I mean I really honestly this episode was was pure art and mm-hmm. that monologue at the end I mean I feel like I can't even get into any of the other amazing shit that went down without just going straight into Bethany's I mean honestly I've I've heard it said before time and time again but this stuff could not be written like she the way she just built and built and built and built to this like ultimate panic attack explode <laughs> climactic panic attack from like you could see them all just like just getting through that dinner tense as anything and then she exploded and it was just one of the most beautiful things I have ever witnessed on television yeah I mean I think we should probably work backwards because it I does think it's, feel right yeah, it um, feels right she look no one can no one can fall apart in that way quite like Bethany. <laughs> she gives it so good and she communicated things that needed to be done and I think like one of the things about New York that is so specific and amazing is that everyone at that table was like emotional because mm-hmm. you know I mean Ramona's tearing up Sonia's tearing up Tinsley's drunkenly she was like a hype man in the corner she's like, like the Greek chorus it was amazing yeah. she was just like pumping her up from the side like get her you it's know like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's true <laughs> yeah and we needed that like this is I think Tinsley's best episode by far like Tinsley killed it tonight like beyond making out with random men I mean like fighting Ramona for a date (laughs) it was that drunken Greek chorus I was just beautiful well done Tinsley yeah she really loosened up I felt like okay Tinsley is here yeah you know like she's she is dropped in. She's not worried about the way she looks or what she's saying. Like, we're here. We're now. She's arrived. We're present. Yeah, no, I completely agree. This has been my favorite season for Tinsley, actually. I really, I agree. I think she's found her feet and and she's finding her voice, as many of these women come into it um, trying to do. And look, look, that just, I, I mean, you could see the moment of change when Tinsley slurred her words and look, yeah, she was pissed as fuck. But the audacity of someone who has just come from an AA meeting, um, you're still in the thick of it. You're, you may be claiming to be sober at this time, but you're, you're, you're still getting through this illness to attack somebody who is clearly also got their own relationship issues with alcohol I mean, no, I would be Bethany in that situation. Honestly, I would, I would explode just like that. I mean, I I love Bethany. I can relate to her a lot, but I also think she's terrifying and insane. But Lou is, is even more scary because she is impenetrable. Right. Oh, great point. Yeah, no, that is the perfect word. She is so up her own asshole that she can't, (laughs) she really can't. Like, I don't, the problem is, is that like Luann is, she's just 
Danielle said this. I don't, I mean, not to like cross reference podcasts. No, please go ahead. I, they're honestly my favorite podcast. So talk about, like, we can talk about bitch sesh for an hour. (laughs) She, she, I think, you know, saying that like Luann is not dealing with her own, she wants to get to the end of the race without going through the steps of like being in the moment. And I think we've all had a friend where you've given and you've given and you've given and you've given. And then the second you need something, you're sitting there. You can only imagine that they're going to be there for you because you've put so much time Mm -hmm. in. And, you know, she can't. She can't even see it. She's so self-absorbed. And look, if Ramona is telling you that you're self-absorbed, I mean, you've got to listen to that. But she uh, alert, she alert. cannot, right, red yeah. flag. But she cannot hear anything these women are saying. Yeah. And that's why, like, Bethany looks like a crazy person because <laughs> she's, she's just trying to be heard. And you can see that it, it's not going in. It's, she's tried all these different angles. All of the women have to try mm-hmm. and talk to Luann. They've tried, like Tinsley said, didn't have yep. to be this way. Because they've tried to be kind about it. They've tried to be supportive. They've tried to go to the fucking cabaret six times a week and show their support. And <laughs> it's still not enough. And it's like, well, you know what? Fuck it. You're on your own. Yeah. It is. Uh, it was tough to watch. And I loved every second of it. Right. Because you think from Luann's point of view, what did she do? She went to the beach. Okay. Mm. If you're on vacation. You have the right to go to the beach. And you went and stared at your face. Is that <laughs> so bad? You know what I mean? Like, is Yeah. It, yeah. You know, she's going like, but she's not, she can't see any of the emotional landscape that's in front of her with her friends. Like she, you know, being upset with Sonia for having an emotional reaction to this AA group is is demented. It is dement is demented. I'm let's talk about that because I have I have many a feeling about that. And I, Sonia is just she is laying some truths down hard this season, but nobody takes Sonia seriously because she's Sonia Morgan and she's batshit. Right. <laughs> but I am hearing her. I mean I have had addiction issues myself and I used okay. to go to these meetings, right? And you see, and I found them so triggering because I relate to Sonia on a deep, uh, disturbing level. Okay. But I think she, like, I would sit there and actually leave wanting to, you know, fall into my addiction even more because I'd be mm. sad. I'd be triggered by the meetings. And real, once I realized that I, I stopped going, but she's so right that Luann goes to these things to be in her cabaret, to be her, her countess and to be on stage. And like um, Bethany said, to bank off her sobriety. It, it really is quite twisted. Yeah, I mean, look. There was something about, like, I started, I was with Sonia, I was with Sonia, and then... The idea, you know, I white women are having a tough, uh, <laughs> they need some PR. Like, we're not doing great right now. We're not doing great. It's not our time. And um, to have Sonia pretty much <laughs> say, like, look, taking the subway is so hard for me because I can see poor, essentially I see 
poor people. I, I see poor people. See, I yeah. didn't really get what she was right. Okay, I'm with you. I didn't really get what she was saying with the so subway. She, she's stuff. saying she saw poor people. Like I'm telling you, P.S. Oh, they're probably not poor. Like that's they're probably her. just like us. <laughs> right. I mean, there's many people take the subway that have just a various amount, like income this way and that way, you know? Um, I'm sure she's in there thinking, "All look at these poors I'm around. These paupers. You know? <laughs> Struggling to get by. Yeah, so it's like the idea that when you see someone or are around people who have had a tough time, you know, the guy who she spoke of who moved from city to city and he was just... Right. Like, or someone who had experienced homelessness, that it's, you know, she can't take it. It's true. She wants to bury her head in the sand. I'm not happy about that. Like, that bothers. And I think that is actually so illuminating in terms of why we're, in a way, like, why white women have such a bad rap right now. (laughs) you know, that sort of, those blinders disturb disturb me in a way that, you know, it's tough. But I think, I mean, that's side note. That's um, true. You're right. Yeah. I mean, I I completely agree. She did kind of, it invalidates like what all the, what the other people are talking about and going through. If she's like, oh, too much, I must look away. It's like, right. Yeah. I completely agree with you on that. Now that I have clarity but, on what the fuck she was no. rambling about the subway. <laughs> no, but I, I think that the trigger, what you're talking about, the thing that are triggered, triggered her, I think at the core of it all, truly, 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 is that people were being vulnerable about their loneliness in this meeting. Mm. And I think that it, I think she's, she said she's, she's lonely. She resonated with that. Yeah. And that's painful to look at. And people were just laying that bare. And she probably, in her world of the Upper East Side and, you know, parties and reality show and this and that, she never has to fully look at that. And I think she, that's why she spazzed out, you know, at Savannah. That's dark. And I, I think you're right. It's dark. Yeah, Sonia has been um, in a place in a place this season I mean look it's Sonia she's always in a place but Mm. it is funny to think of her um (laughs) assessing assessing us plebs of the world as poor because we take the subway when her house literally is falling down to pieces around her (laughs) season by season she is so stuck in in that time time warp of of a house that she just cannot let go of yeah, um, and she, her, you know, like and, and gluing up uh, towels as curtains in her new apartment. <laughs> that is a, her daughter's apartment. Let's be real. Right. Right. <laughs> it's quite fascinating to watch um, this this white woman, as you as you say, that is is having such a hard time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but I, you, you gotta love Sonia. It's hard to. It was just. Oh, I'm just like, okay. Look, she's a breath of fresh air compared to the rest of the cast. A hundred thousand percent. It was illuminating. That's all. I was like, okay, I'm seeing, I'm seeing where these women stick their head in the sand so hard Mm. that 
it's about them when other people have less. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I, after seeing this episode, I really feel like I don't know. I've been thinking it for the season, but, but I really hoped that this would penetrate Luann, this, um, this Bethany's um, outburst. But even at the end of it, she, she didn't crack. You could not see that she got in there at all. No. It was, I've been thinking like, what could change her? What could be the, the tipping point? And uh, I'm, I'm going to say it. I don't think, I don't think she can, she can shift. I don't think she can tip. Yeah. I mean, we've been to jail. We've been <laughs> called back into jail. You know, we we've frolicked around some meadow half naked, apparently. We've been to rehab, you know, it's been a lot, but it, you know, she doesn't seem to get humbled to the ground, you know, Mm -mm. she just, yeah, which it would be helpful if she did, but I mean, her saying, she did make me laugh when she said, I am a good diva. I mean, (laughs) you know. Yes, you are. Yes, you you are. are. (laughs) Speaking of which, did you get your eyeballs on her new single that dropped today, Giovanni? I I didn't. Is this the one that we saw her recording in the next episode? Correct. It's called Feelin' Feelin' I-N, Giovanni. (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) And I think it's quite amazing that it dropped after the episode that just happened, you know? Wow. Wow. Like, they did it right. They did it right. Mm-hmm. I've got to, I have to, I have to get my eyes on that, my eyes on the prize. <laughs> I, I mean, I watched that um, Bethany's Meltdown three times, but I had no idea that there was another um, drop of gold in the ocean. I mean, yikes. I, I, I don't, I mean, are these men in the band? And look, right. Not to voice shame somebody, but I'm going to because that's a a thing I just made up. So I'm going to do it. Um, (laughs) I, I don't like to, you know, say that people can't sing or aren't musical because I, as a singer, um, I'm not the best, but I just, I give it my best shot. You know, you got to give it a crack. If you like it, you know, you do it. But look, I'm not on stage every night. Um, claiming to be a cabaret star. And right. I, when she sings, when I hear her record, it is almost like um, that, that, what's the daughter from <laughs> uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey? Uh, who oh, Melania? That, she is a Melania to me, that yeah. monotone drone. I'm like, this, is, this, is this art? Um, have I, did I miss something? It's tough for me to watch. As somebody who has been a struggling starving artists for many many years it um it's find it depressing <laughs> quite frankly well I mean those guys that she's working with you just see the little dollar signs going off in their eyeballs it's all you know they're getting on television yeah it's yeah fun to be able to say you work with the Countess Luann and sh- to be fair I mean she's booking giant venues so who's at the end of the day it's happening. It's not like it's not happening. It's here. It's happening. It's happening. I've heard um, from people that have gone to these shows yeah. that everyone in the audience is absolutely wasted. 
mm-hmm. and you feel like you have to be on that level to no, I'm not going to say enjoy but but tolerate the evening so I mean I can imagine it would be so difficult for her and her sobriety to you know get through an evening without being part of the party because she that's what she she wants to be I I think right but we did see recently that she um she did get in trouble again uh, I don't know if she was arrested or you know something went down she was back in the news because she wasn't attending meetings or going to parole or and she had been drinking here and there so that's our little Lou making her <laughs> way in the world you know, one thing I did notice is I think it's because we started off this season with Dorinda and Lou. You know, that was sort of the first several episodes mm. is them trying to, you know, hating each other and mending their friendship. Dorinda was really held her, has been holding her tongue in Miami in terms of confronting Luann. You know, I think she's letting everyone else do it because she had such a tough go at go with her but I yeah. find it kind of interesting that she's she's gone quiet yeah mm-hmm. which is you know I mean we've seen it's not like her to hold her tongue but it's almost impossible for her to hold her tongue when she's drunk so you know it's almost like Tinsley took over the Dorinda role um, yeah. this episode which was which was great <laughs> I think she should do that more often but yeah, and, I mean, yeah, and right. Dorinda hasn't been well. I guess she was the first night in Miami, but she hasn't been as wasty, wasty, wasty as mm-hmm. she's been in the past. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. I mean, she. I think she probably she had a rough season. I can't remember if it was last season or before where she was, you know, shit faced every single mm-hmm. episode, and it was, you know, it was rough. So maybe she watched that and she was like, okay, maybe just while the cameras are going, I'll slow down a little bit. We had that amazing montage last episode of her making the cocktail while Sonia's chatting to Taj, Tej, Rage. Um, That Mm -hmm. was a beautiful, beautiful scene. It was just just art, artwork, really. (laughs) (laughs) But you're right. Otherwise, she's been quite well behaved. Yeah, she's held it. She's held it together. Good on you. Good on you, Dorinda. I mean, yeah, I I don't know how you're feeling about the addition of Barbara. I I am happy that she had this episode to kind of, you know, say her piece to Luann. But other, overall, I don't know that she is gonna she's gonna stick with me. Are you enjoying her addition to the crew? I actually liked her at the beginning of this, like the first episode or two. I was like, oh, I kind of like this flavor here. (laughs) Um, And then she went dark. You know, she was leaving everything early. Anytime they did something, she was bouncing before anyone. So I'm like, okay, this isn't for her, you know, and that's fine. (laughs) Like, no problem. Um, yeah, I think she's a nice girl. I think that's that's her problem. It she just does not belong because she's a nice gal. <laughs> yeah, problem. like when she said, right? She's on planet. She's sitting 
firmly on planet Earth from what we've seen. And that's not exactly. a great quality for a housewife. Like we need you orbiting on some level. You know, Earth is not where we want you. She's definitely not um, narcissistic <laughs> enough for this crowd. That's, that's for right. sure. Well, but when she was talking about, I, I should I leave? You know, she was crying at Bethany. Mm. She's like, being around girls where you're not feeling like you're connecting or you're wanted. I was like watching it and screaming like, oh my God, this is my eighth grade, eighth grade oh. 4-H camp. Like this is what I This is my <laughs> summer eighth before ninth 4-H camp experience. I'm with these girls and they are not feeling me and I'm I want to go home like and that's yeah. where Barbara was and like <laughs> having Bethany I mean when she when she screamed at her um she said something not not scream but she was like said something along oh yeah like start talking to people get a bathing suit on and get in the game mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, yes like this is a great fucking pep talk this pep talk I will say to myself whenever I need it it did it for me I completely agree I was like yes Bethany she needed to hear that she was waiting to hear that from Lou Lou wasn't gonna do it for her and Bethany stepped up to the plate I mean it was good as terrifying and mean as Bethany can be she is on your side when you need it yeah. And she will tell you the truth. Like, what, uh, there's sometimes, you know, you're like, I don't want to hear the truth. And you don't go to Bethany. That's fine. But if you need a shoulder and somebody to, like, be like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Someone to solve the problem. She's your girl. And I was like, yes. Yeah. That's the, that, I think that's where Barbara is getting stuck. She's thinking of this as genuine friendships. And really, mm-hmm. she needs to think of this like a team sport. And she's about to go in and get a shit kicked out of her. And see if she can come out standing. It's it's not gonna be fun. You just yeah, have it's like to a survive. game of double dutch. You have to jump in. Like <laughs> yeah, you must. Exactly. You got. You can't stand back. You got to get in there and get slapped around by the ropes. And then yeah, and look, you back. might get a black eye. A rope whacks you in the face several dozen times. That's your penance for being on a housewife show. That's right. That's your foot right. in so, the door. I mean, I did, you know, enjoy her. I thought, wow, Barbara is really not, she did not put a lick of makeup on or (laughs) her hair, which is sort of shocking always to me when you're on television. It's like, oh, I mean, (laughs) we are not doing, we are on vacation for real. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on vacation like I'd be on vacation, you know, like yeah. vacation. We're not dealing with any makeup, a gloss, and I, a little not a tint. mascara, something. Not a tint to be seen. That's shocking, but <laughs> I did enjoy her. I felt, you know, I felt for her, and I liked her coming at Lou. Lou said something that chilled me to the bone when, right before Bethany's meltdown um Mm. she said like barbara is my friend we've been friends for a very long time and then under her breath she said she was well she was my friend oh yeah that was dark just as those um pop tarts were being coming out being served in that pink toast (laughs) being laid in front of her face she's like was my friend (gasps) 
Chills. Chills. Lou, Lou, Lou. I mean, I mean, she shouldn't be pushing away the only person she has left, really. If I was a doll, like, just speak to her like a human being. You know, it's the narcissism. Mm-hmm. It's gr- It's very strong. It is. I don't think I've ever seen a narcissist so powerful. It is quite scary to watch. And look, she's going to go far. Because <laughs> she doesn't give a flying fuck about whoever she, you know, kills along the way. So she's going to just, she'll keep climbing that cabaret ladder to the top. Well, that is style. one of the things I have loved about the Countess through the years is that she does not hold on truly mm-hmm. like she is teflon people can say the most horrific things about her and she does keep it moving and i'm like okay that is actually in many ways somewhat of a healthy quality to be able to just keep it moving and not hold on to things I but think now it would be if it was that kind of like well i've heard you and you either take it on because you because you believe what they're saying and you try and adapt or you don't take it on because you don't believe what they're saying. I, I used to feel that way. Like, yeah, wow. She's so resilient. I think she actually just doesn't penetrate her at all. It's like water off a duck's back. She cannot feel your insults. Mm -hmm. She's like, well, if you think (laughs) that I'm self-absorbed, you're clearly insane. (laughs) She just doesn't feel it. Yeah, so that's where it maybe it's different. It was at some point I was like, okay, I'm I'm I do appreciate that she keeps it moving, but now it's like, well, she. It's scary to watch. Right, there is nothing, nothing behind those eyes. Mm. Wow, 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 wow. I mean, it's a lot. And I, my final, my final thoughts on this episode are is about Tinsley on this date. And this is all of the reasons I do not date. I am a single (gasps) woman. I know, honestly. Let's work it out. Let's get down to it. Can we talk it through? We have to. Look, I have have issues. Okay, let's get down (laughs) to it. Let's just take a beat and get down to it. Go on. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Because whenever I've spoken, it must be men that I've generally brought this up with before on the podcast. And they, I think it's just terrifying. So we just don't, we just go past it. It's nice to have a woman listen. I, um, she, so what she does is she right. opens the conversation mentioning all, all of her greatest issues and weaknesses that she'd been arrested she'd been to jail which was new information to me um all of this in a manic kind of rage um that she wants a kid well not a rage a manic kind of uh, speed she wants a kid but she doesn't want kids but her mum wants her to have kids and you know she's maybe she's just happy with chihuahuas and uh she's a criminal and (laughs) (laughs) and it just is it is just me on a date not oh, so much shit. the wanting kids thing, but feeling like you need to spill out all of your deepest, darkest uh, history on this person. Be like, if you love me with all of this shit, please just like, just accept me and make it better. And they're mm. like, well, no, thanks. I just met you. <laughs> and they're like, okay. Right. <laughs> right. So have you attempted now that you, because you have the awareness that mm-hmm. this is how you conduct <laughs> yourself on a date. Have you attempted to not not do that not do that 
not do that. Have you? You know, what I've done instead is isolate myself away from society and just not um, put myself in contact with the male species. So, so far. So we've had one, then we have the other, but have we had that middle ground? (laughs) Have Have we given it a whirl? Have we taken it out for a spin? Look, I hadn't actually considered that as an option. I, I um, you know what? I'll gi- I should give it a shot. I would give it a shot because here's the thing: you <laughs> I saw- have anxiety thinking about. It. <laughs> you saw what that looked like, right? From Tinsley, not I mean, great. Not a great look. There's really, it's there's you know it's not <laughs> gonna go well because no one wants to deal with all that in night one <laughs> don't they <laughs> no I don't I okay. certainly okay. don't if a guy gave me all that I'd be like and and I'm sure they have you know I'm just good it's like I can't this it doesn't a lot mm. too much. see um, my brain went oh well she kissed him there you go she won he's not oh, ever gonna call her again that was the kiss of death I'm seeing well, it so clearly now he may call her. I mean, I think there's a little bit of an age difference and he might think she's cute and he may call her. But <laughs> is he, is he going to be like, oh, this is someone I want to sort of invest my time in? I I would imagine. You'd imagine not. not. Okay. 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 So, yeah. So, you think just a trial run. Trial run without revealing all the crazy. You know what I would, this is what I would say. Okay. <laughs> Listening. If if you dare to go out on a date, Whew. okay, breathe. I would <laughs> actually focus on the human being you're out with and mm. get to know them. And the goal would be to find out if this is a person who is suitable for you. Stop. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I should be paying you. <laughs> that, I actually, you know, like, that's, I can't breathe. <laughs> that is such great advice. Maybe I don't like them. That, wow. That's the whole thing. Or maybe you do. Or maybe I do. Or maybe you do. Wow. You know, and hey, then you I've can some... take your time and get to know them and and focus on maybe them and you will naturally reveal yourself as time goes on as time goes on rather than all in the one sentence so you're worried when you're out on a date if this person is you're assuming they are not going to be into you yes well clearly I'm unlovable and this is what this is where it goes back to the um the therapy sessions. <laughs> Have you dealt? I mean, we got to move on. I know. I, 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 actually, I forgot we were on a podcast right now, to be honest. I was like, wait. No, I, I love did. it. It's so okay. good. But I'm glad you- it's on a podcast because I will need to listen back to this um, regularly to remind myself that yeah, I, I am. Mean, yeah. Yeah. This is, you know, dating is really just to find out if people are right for you. Mm. You know? mm-hmm. it's like a job interview you right. it goes both ways and to get and to enjoy you know have a nice time have a nice time, have a nice time. 
Right. So not be riddled with anxiety and and fear the entire time. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just have a nice time and just, you know, get to know someone you didn't know before. A little bit. Wow. This is this is life changing. I'm I mean, can I call you sometime? (laughs) Can do a pep talk. Just be like, um, hey Indiana, I I've got a date on Friday. I need a little I need a pep talk. I'll get your mind right. I'll set you out the door right. Thanks. Thank you so much. Yes. Oh my God. On that, let's get to a little bit of Beverly Hills because I think we've exhausted um, Roni and my my uh, dating history, but <laughs> which is very, very sad. <laughs> but you know what? It, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's real. I'm not going to bury my head in the sand of my problems anymore. I'm not going to be a Sonia or a Tinsley. <laughs> there is another you know, There's another path for me. I can path. see that now. Mm-hmm. Just um, one of my favorite images from this entire episode is that of Eric, like hug over Erica at breakfast yeah. with the sunglasses, holding a, a cup of coffee to her head, head, just in agony. It was like she was trying to get the coffee quicker. She was like, <laughs> sipping it won't fix it where my how hard my head hurts right now like I'm gonna have to just hold it onto my head and can I absorb the fumes through my eyeballs yeah it'll go through that way (laughs) and she walks into the the Provence Chateau Venteux or whatever it's called and um just butchered the French language and and she and she goes I have never felt so rich in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was definitely an MVP of this episode for sure. She brought it this episode. It was great. But I mean, this place, it was large. It was beautiful. And I am terrified that these women are going to rip this historical chateau to pieces. I mean, they, they, I, the whole time I was just like, they do not belong there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, somebody, I saw somebody write on Twitter, like, or maybe my husband said it, I don't remember, but like, maybe instead of going to France, they could have stayed back. I think actually someone wrote this on Twitter and helped their friends whose houses were burning down. Right, yeah. That would have been a good episode. And it's like, yeah, maybe that would have been a good episode. That that was not even on their radar. And to be honest, it wasn't on mine (laughs) until you just said that. P.S. It wasn't really on mine either. I'm part of the problem. Yeah, definitely not part of the solution. (laughs) That was rough. I mean, you were you around at that time for the when the fires were going on? There's so many fires in Los Angeles, and Los Angeles is so oh, really? gigantic that um, a fi- yeah, I mean, the whole areas can be burning down to the ground, and it's you're not fully Aware dropping it, really. to it. Yeah, uh, but the air quality, depending on it, what where it is, can really change, and you're like, oh, there's people are suffering, you know. Um, but <laughs> you just giggle at your breath. People are suffering. What can you do? I, we have uh, recently, last year, we bought a condo and I have the freeway on one side and a large street on the other. And I swear to God, I feel so nestled and happy with the street 
on either side of me. I'm like, don't give me these hills. Don't put me in, like, I want concrete. I want to be nestled in between concrete. I'm happy as a goddamn clown because I feel safe. What is that? <laughs> there's oh, because, yeah, without everywhere. the greenery. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, there's, like, you know, dry brush taking mofos yeah. out left and right. It's like, sit me in the concrete. I'm happy. Um, but that I being mean, said. fair enough. It has, it was terrible. And exactly what they were talking about, the containment was terrifying because usually, you know, after a day or so, things are starting to get contained and then you, and they, the fire becomes more contained as time goes on. And this, it was like zero containment for days. I mean, it was really, really brutal. So, oh, man. I, it was really, really bad. And even the photos alone that they had. On, on the show were like these pl- giant black plumes of of smoke it was just it was really terrifying it must have been if, oh yeah you know, you're in the smack bang in the middle of it and to lose everything I mean Ugh. it's horrifying I uh, can't even imagine horrifying. horrible Lisa um, Renigo no she is so she's the most full of shit person when it comes to her trying to like I think she we're like her how Luann is impenetrable with her ability to like feel other people's emotions and stuff sure is similar to me when when something's going wrong for someone and she attempts to feel bad and she puts this voice on and she (laughs) acts like she's sad about it it is the most empty hollow just yeah. nothing apology or you know there's no feelings. sincerity there's, nothing, in there's it. no sincerity it, it, it bothers I, I, so even as you say that I can hear that mm-hmm. voice and see the face in my head and I love Rinna and I loved her ripping into Kim Richards and calling her cunty sorry not cunt on um on on last week's episode, I mean I'm all for it, but I just I I she is also ultimately an actress and I, like I mean she even said it herself that she just couldn't resist like calling Kim out because she was she was in character as Rina Jane. I mean you're like she's she's just an actress. What could she you know possibly what? do? The work moves through her. <laughs> she's less to me like of an actress. She's like an LA bot. Like she's <laughs> she's cre- there's nowhere else this human being could exist. The surgery. She's just a cre- and she's like old school LA bot and yeah. It's just a sort of manufactured, thirsty creature. Yeah, that's so true. She calls her thirst hustle, which makes it sound like grit and determination, whereas really she, she'll just kind of scrape the bottom of the barrel for, for a penny. And right. I enjoy watching it. I don't mind watching it, and there's something I do have, like, I'm like, okay, girl, like, I see you. But... <laughs> There's, I don't know, like, that there's a lot of there there, you know? <laughs> Just tough. 
but it's God bless, yeah, God bless it's, it's very it's very surface level, and she seems to not. I mean, maybe behind closed doors, but she seems to own zero responsibility for her daughter's eating disorder. It seems shocking where it's come from to her. I mean, it's I mean, it's it's very clear to the rest of the world watching this happen before our very yeah. eyes. At least you could say, listen, I've always preached to my children to, you know, but like, let's just, I'm just going to give her a hypothetical speech. Like I've always (laughs) preached body positivity and encouraged them to be comfortable in their bodies. But I understand that my obsession with keeping a thin frame and Mm. filling my face with every possible toxin could (laughs) set an example to my children that isn't the healthiest period potentially you know it could have it could have an influence thank you okay that's all I would like to hear yeah I think that that ownership would be exactly we don't you know we don't we don't want to you can't be fully to blame but, you know, the, or the, just an acknowledgement would be, would be nice. I mean, having a parent in the public eye at all would be, you know, difficult, I think. Yikes. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I saw recently on um, Instagram that people are, there's talks of, I don't know how real it is, but I, I will, I, I really don't support it. People are talking about bringing Kim Richards back. I mean, she's just such a, like, downer to me. Whenever I see her on screen, I'm just like, wah, wah. I mean, do you, would you enjoy seeing more Kim? We had Brandy last week. That kind of gives me life a little bit. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I think I've just moved on from them, to be honest. I think I moved on, too. I also think... um I actually probably had a different experience with you. I thought then you with the Kim and Rinna thing, I thought Kim came off pretty great and I appreciated, um, I don't know. I thought she handled that situation very well and I enjoyed seeing her do that. But I think for her mental well-being, it's probably better for her not to be on the show and I don't need her more than I would like her to be okay. So I'm good with her on the show. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look. I think she, from what we know of Kim, um, and who she is. I mean, being called the c word. Look, it's every other word in Australia. So, I mean, I think that I'm quite removed from how strong that word is. But what I word? know that can't. Oh, oh, oh I see. <laughs> Just a nice little <laughs> screen grab. Just a nice clear okay. screen grab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm quite, yeah. Here it's. <laughs> Here it's very common in, in England and in Australia, it's it, like, we just, we don't even, it's quite gross. We don't even know how to speak. Everything's just like, ah, you fucking cunt. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, you're a fucking mm-hmm. cunt. So right. for me, it's not impactful. But I know these women, and I don't know if it's an American thing, but I know it's these women thing, find it, it's such an offensive word. So in, in seeing Kim not react in like she could have lost her mind you know and she she you're right she was pretty reserved about it considering so no I think we have seen growth in her and I'm happy about that but I don't want her on my show yeah I don't I don't need her there either yeah 
So I guess finally we are dealing with the fact that um, I don't know if you've heard, but Lisa has Lisa uh, Vanderpump has come out saying that she's definitely not going to attend the reunion. Right. Thoughts, feelings, concerns. I mean, um, it's quite a turn, you know. Uh, I I guess this is where my thoughts are. I think that. She has another show with Bravo at Vanderpump Rules, and that show is what feeds into her businesses. And I can say I've been to Sir, not Sir, um, Tom Tom twice. Mm. Ooh, you have. I did one for fun, like the when when it had first opened, I was meeting a friend in West Hollywood, and we ended up just going there. And then uh, a good friend of mine was like I have to go and I'm like I will go with you but the food was truly the worst and I mean <laughs> we, had, we ordered ahi um like ahi uh not sorry um spicy tuna on like crispy rice right and little mini burgers these are pretty you know you should be Bandit. able to kind of knock that out so. and I'm not exaggerating I'm not trying to be cute the ahi like the little spicy tuna crisps I went to put my fork through it and it was so hard that one (laughs) I got my finally got my fork through and one side shot off no throughout the restaurant because and and landed with a clunk no and it was just like and then the mini burgers the buns were stale the burgers were completely overcooked. And I said to Jen, I honestly, my friend Jen, oh, who, is Zabrowski, who I went with, I said, I think that they had, we went at, in the evening and I said, I think this is lunchtime food that they cooked. Oh. And didn't, no, I mean it like that didn't move and we're getting it now because oh, that's man. how crusty and overcooked and terrible it was. I'm like, this has to have been from lunch and we're getting it warmed up again. That is so nasty. I'm no one. Did you eat it? Did you send it back? What did you, what did you do? You know, I wish I had sent it back. I feel like I didn't yeah. grow up in a send it back household. I, me too. I'm I'm trying to get better at it, but I have this problem of when I try to be forward and forceful in a polite way, I just end up being a total asshole. <laughs> I don't have a good middle ground like we've discussed with my dating history. Right. So I, I'm like you. I would have just um, just eaten it because <laughs> I don't want to be – I don't want to even leave it on the plate if they, you know, for a shame that they might think I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I think I had just, re- you know, was like, okay, the, I don't think if they're going to bring another one it's going to be better. And right. also I don't know if I have the strength to, like, get it off the bill so it just fought enough battles that day yeah that's right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. my point being though completely sidetracked is that I I'm amazed because when I tell you these places are packed they are packed with women from the midwest who have come to Los Angeles (laughs) see these places in West Hollywood and that's just the damn truth so it is such a, a goldmine for her being on right. this network that I'm surprised that she would pull back simply for her for her business. Right. Um, well, I it's come out. Well, we think 
there might be a another show. Um, she's opened one in Vegas, opened another restaurant in Vegas or opening, and they think there might be a show being attached to that. So, you know, one door closes, another opens, I guess. So maybe that's what she's hang- holding on to. Wait, not through Bravo? No, I think through Bravo. Well, but that's my point is that she, you would think that she would allow for, um, like, she wouldn't risk any type of relationship problems with Bravo. And I imagine her not showing up right. in the reunion, they would have to give her pushback for that. I mean, I can't imagine they're just like, okay, no problem. Don't. Yeah, that's me. true. Yeah, I'm disappointed. I wish, she, I mean, I think she should just, like, you know, pay her dues and sit there and take take it but um apparently I think it was like Dorit copped most of the most of the heat um according to PK's Instagram because obviously I follow mm. PK on Instagram you do bold I, look it's rough it's not great it's not <laughs> great I'm almost like worried I don't think you, you know it's, like you know what worries me most about this is that I've occasionally read comments and it almost makes me uh, feel for him like yeah. see him in a as a real person, and I don't want yeah. those feelings. I'm not prepared well, why for are that. You doing this to yourself. I, look, you know, you've learned throughout the hour of our conversation that I am not stable. Yeah, it's <laughs> There's like, a I lot going on. Trying to, if there is a world in which you will take another look at men, having people <laughs> in your feet every day as an example is not helping. Right. Okay, well, you know, it's 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 something to think about. <laughs> oh my god, I think I think that we have to just wrap it there. I can't with any more therapy today. I need to look at my life choices, go through my Instagram. I mean, I've admitted to warming to um, Dorinda's man, John. Like, I really, you're right. I need to reassess my um, my relationship with men, and it starts yeah. today. <laughs> Starts today. Let's comb Starts through now. It's now. Let's just comb through and delete any examples of weirdness. You wow. know. Wow! 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 That's my evening. It's gonna uh, be a, I, a long night. Can I say one thing about Erica for the road, please? Okay. I felt like, and I don't know if I'm alone on this, but. I love that she eats what she wants and she loves dessert and mm-hmm. she loves full Cokes and she does her thing and that she's not seemingly like super anal about every calorie that she puts in her face. I love it. Love it. Love it. Me too. And, and she is so beautiful, like so stunning uh, in every way. But she, I, I honestly feel like in this day and age, to rebel against, like, if you're sitting at a dinner with fucking Teddy and, like, all of these women with the eating problems and issues around food, I mean, let's be honest, they all, you know, Kyle's claiming to not still have issues with food, but, like, these women are, are, are on TV on a weekly basis. I mean, they're living in L.A. It's tough. Right. And there's a they're lot of pressure. It they're keep they're keeping it tight and like the fact that she is rebelling I mean I hate to even say that it's like it's a a rebellion or it's brave but the fact that she's doing that and just being like fuck this 
is powerful to watch among among this distorted view of food in all the other women. It's it's nice to see, and especially because Teddy's there um, preaching health in kind of an orthorexic way, in my opinion. Mm. Um, it's it's nice to see somebody that's that still eats nice, like eats well. Obviously, she her skin's beautiful, her body's beautiful. She's still healthy, but she's not extreme in either way. It's nice to see. Yes, I agree it's with you. It's very there. nice to see. I'm gonna just tag it with this, which is I as much as I felt that all through every season with her. For some reason, at the end of this episode. I thought she is emotionally eating. Now, mm. I could be wrong, but there was a combination of not bringing a glam squad to Paris of all places <laughs> and eating full-on croque-monsieurs. I'm not saying that. I just butchered the pronunciation of that. And it was beautiful. Full Cokes and everything else, which is great, but it felt like, okay, I think, Tom is cutting her off from money. That's I'm just gonna leave it at. Ooh, watch this space! Yikes! I mean, I did find it odd. We know why Dorit isn't bringing a glam squad, but I did find it odd that um, Erica did not have yeah, exactly like you say in Paris. And even she said, you know, it's Paris. You gotta bring it or whatever. You were just talking about her her outfit that looked like it's from the Matrix. I mean, <laughs> you, you, it, it is it is shocking, and I I think yeah maybe you're onto something there. It's uh something to think about. Something to think about. Something to think about. Oh my goodness, it has been so much fun talking to you, and you know, like it's been confronting at points, but I have loved <laughs> every every moment. I really appreciate you coming on the show and chatting to me. Uh, tell us, tell my listeners where we can find you. You're on Instagram, Deanna Chang. Is it, De- is it Deanna Chang or De- Deanna M. Chang? Mm, great question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I'm hold, please hold. I believe Deanna M. Chang. Deanna M. Chang? I couldn't lock it, it in, could I? Mm, that's too bad. You <laughs> <laughs> hope you can, but yeah. yep, Deanna M. Chang. There we are. Um, Deanna M. Chang on, on the social platforms and, you know, maybe take a whirl over to my website. I just created it. It is DeannaChang.com. No M. Amazing. And I've just put some stuff up there, you know, and I'll continue to as things come along. It's so good. I had a little peruse at a few of your clips uh, last night. And, you know, you just had me in stitches the whole time. It's it's just so good. So I highly recommend everyone go check out your brand spanking new website. <laughs> uh, check out Unsend on uh, ah. Com- Comedy Central. It's, the, it's a web series, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. We're looking to sell it out there in the world as a full TV series. So Ooh. put that out there to good the... Good luck. So the, no, goodbye. You know, vibrations. Chrissy, it was so lovely. If you come to LA, please ring me up and we could have a little, maybe we'll try the Tom Tom one last time before we write it off for good. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> maybe we can get some fresh sliders. Yeah, maybe, maybe. It could be so, we, could, we can dream, we dream can a dream. Oh my gosh, thank you so, so much. Uh, so I much would fun. love to do this again in sometime in the future. 
Sounds wonderful. Bye. Bye.